Welcome to the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're talking to innovators, educators, leaders, and builders across the Steel City. We have the most diversified economy in Canada, and there are hundreds of stories waiting to be told of the people, the companies, and the organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. Hi, my name is Arvid Rimkus. I'm the founder of Winona's Harvest and the chief pasta crafter for Preto's Pasta Lasagna. And I'm John Holland. Uh, I am a mentor and coach and executive in residence at the Innovation Factory in Hamilton. Um, in my previous life, uh, I worked in agriculture and the result of that uh, background was I ended up working in international development, working with farmers in Africa and Asia for about 15 or 20 years. Um, I ended up moving to Winona. I wanted to get back into agriculture. And the whole idea was food processing, to me, is the last step of agriculture. Taking basic ingredients, uh, mixing together to make wonderful things that people want to eat. I was living in Winona at the time, uh, even before I started doing this, and I came up with the name Winona's Harvest. And Winona is actually part of East Hamilton now. And um, it's actually a, a renowned agricultural area for years and years. The next thing that happened was Winona's Harvest was able to buy Preto Ravioli. It was a business started by Rose and Fred Preto uh, back in the mid-early 60s. Um, they used traditional recipes and at that time specialized, the first specialized ingredients to make tortellini and ravioli and things like that. But what really nailed it for me was tasting their lasagna. I had never had a real Italian lasagna before. The first time I tried it, it was, oh my God, this is what I want to make. So it was a little bit of serendipity that brought me to this point in time. So my background, funny enough, was in Africa. I grew up in you know, what was Southern Rhodes and now Zimbabwe. And my family was involved in the in the uh, agricultural industry and cattle ranching and cattle, the cattle business. But I ended up uh, not living there and working around the globe for companies like Unilever and Sara Lee. I ended up in Canada um, and about six or seven years ago, I was really interested in innovation during my corporate career. And the innovation factory was uh, getting off the ground. And at that time, I came to a lot of the functions just to participate and listen because I was very interested in young people innovating. Um, and one thing led to another, and I ended up as one of their uh, in house, if you want, advisors and mentors and executive in residence. And shortly after, met Arvid because he was seeking some advice and help and counsel on you know, getting this business turned around. And that's how we met. We met here, found a lot of common ground in terms of the African experience, food industry, because of my Lee and other experiences. And here I am, and it's been you know, very uh, rewarding and uh, fun experience as well to be here with lots of people. I would say Ahmed is young, but he's young at heart. 
I believe there's not one thing that you can make that pleases everybody. We make the highest quality lasagna possible. I call it Nona quality. Um, everyone in, in uh, Hamilton, because of lots of Italians, would know who Nona is. And you know, one of the things I always joke around is that you know we don't have a secret recipe because there's probably 500,000 Nonas in Canada that know how to make this lasagna. But one of the things that make it really uh, Nona quality, we make fresh egg pasta and roll it out really, really thin. So when I first had uh, Rose Credo's lasagna, uh, you know, before buying the business, it was a oh my god experience compared to most store-bought frozen lasagnas, which got thick pasta with a lot of filler and stuff like that. From an innovative point of view, and from an outsider looking in from the innovation factory at their at their business, what's really been uh, most compelling in the last couple of years has been. Arvid's and his team's um, inclination to find new recipes, for example. Um, we have things like a butter chicken lasagna. So we basically take all the ingredients that go into butter chicken, got a masala, turmeric, cardamom, coriander, yogurt, uh, to get the flavor just right. And when we were experimenting with that, it was funny. I was doing a demo at Mary Lou's Market. And I just wanted to see if anyone would be interested in something like this. And the woman that came in on the very first person, she saw that we were doing the butter chicken lasagna and she said, oh my God, you've combined my two favorite things, butter chicken and lasagna. So that's one example of a innovation or whatever, but we do a mushroom lasagna that's done with an Alfredo sauce. We started now uh, making, um, we've got two gluten-free lasagnas. Uh, you know, to uh, recognizing that there are a significant number of people that are trying to avoid gluten. And we are about to make a, a vegan lasagna. One of the things that we're trying to do also that differentiates us is the local factor. Um, we try to get as many ingredients as we can locally. We are approved to use the Foodland Ontario logo on our lasagnas because most of our ingredients are from Ontario. So for example, our tomatoes are from Leamington. Uh, we use our dairy products are from Gailey, which is a Ontario farmer's co-op or a Canadian uh, farmer's co-op. Um, our mushrooms come from Carlisle, you know, just literally up the road, maybe it's even part of Hamilton, I don't even know, but that's how close it is. So that's one of the things. Also just uh, expanding on the idea of local is um, using other local trades. You know, uh, we're doing boiler boiler work. I know we probably spent $25,000 installing a boiler from Central Boiler that was literally a kilometer from our production facility is. We've had students from the, uh, the um, uh, McMaster University, engineering students, helping us with our automation. Well, basically when I first came here, it was just me and my brother, and we were doing everything. We started making uh, lasagnas on a pot on a stove. You know, it was that labor intensive. And so again, it was just the two of us. We were doing the marketing, the sales, the production, trying to upgrade. And so when I, and that was the situation when we first came to the innovation factory. And so some of the things that, you know, John uh, helped with was just, just getting a framework for doing financials and the data that we need to collect on a regular basis, you know? Uh, and that's been an ongoing thing to try and improve on that kind of uh, thing.
But there was a lot of support, I guess, discussions, you know, brainstorming, you know, in terms of what needs to be done at the facility and, and in terms of what we're doing. But, you know, also there's John, you know, he's one component of what's going on at the innovation factory, but just, you know, some of the seminars that, you know, I, I would come in and participate in and some of the, even the uh, sessions for competitions for other entrepreneurs, you know, I just like enjoying it, uh, seeing that aspect of business and talking to various people about, you know, technology and technology has been very important in what we're doing in terms of uh, our upgrading. And then there's the connections that we've made because of uh, John and the Innovation Factory. So for example, um, these students that came from McMaster were through John and the Innovation Factory. And um, you know, this, this resulted in the, you know, these big upgrades that allow us to, we're down to the point where when, when I first made lasagnas with Rose Preto, we could do about 10 uh, lasagnas per hour, 750, and that's pretty good for Nona in her kitchen, but not so viable for a business. Well, now with our production system that we have, we can make about 300 plus 750 gram lasagnas per hour, you know? And so that was one of the outcomes from that. Um, we ended up uh, getting a connection with uh, the Meridian Credit Union you know, that we might not have found. Uh, we got a line of credit through them uh, with the Innovation Factory. Uh, the Innovation Factory had brought us attention to various funding for food safety initiatives that we were able to avail ourselves of. Uh, you know, that made a, a significant difference. And, you know, and there was this moral support. This is gonna, it's gonna sound weird, but, you know, just, you know, you're sitting there and, you know, you're doing all of this stuff, and I don't know that that support is huge. You know that that uh, uh, yeah, it's somebody who you can call to bounce an idea off. It's a sounding board, and in a way, without being hard on on say August, we are an accountability platform. You know, we do try to establish progress on whether the electronics board with the MacMaster student was was on time whatever whether the production line changes were you know on time and how was it going that kind of thing so just continually keep an eye on how things are moving along and also i mean one of the things that was truly impressive just like my, my background is marketing is the packaging design and he called in um a, an outside designer who did koala koala creative they're based in the area and, uh, and yeah, it was one of those things, you know, when I uh, first met with John, uh, it was, uh, I think, I think the labels were done on a dot matrix printer and I'm not a, a big, uh, you know, to me, I believe in doing things that go in the product, but the reality is I learned from John, you know, people buy with their eyes, you know, and, uh, and that really makes a difference. And so the packaging is, it's made a huge difference. There are people that have actually have told me, you know what, I bought this for the first time because I like the look of the package. So, you know, that was huge. So there have been a lot of benefits uh, through the, my relationship with John and the Innovation Factory. And so I've just seen the business turn around significantly. Um, the income, it was a small uh, mom and pop kind of business, the known business, as you said. 
But now it's a more sophisticated mass market uh, commercial enterprise that is able to service uh, department store chains or uh, key account retail chains like uh, Sobeys, for example. And so the, the whole um, change, what I would call from a stage one company to a stage three company, it has happened. And he has been, you know, working jolly, jolly hard with his family and team to actually get there. And, and I mean, sometimes 24-7. You know, one of the things that needs to be done in this day and age is everyone has to be productive. The whole idea of having a, uh, a room full of nonas assembling lasagnas ain't going to work uh, in this day and age. And we've come up with, well, it started by Milk and Crook, you know, taking equipment that we had and repurposing it to make this production line. So now uh, with these uh, engineering students that we had at McMaster, we've got a production line where we can make the thin pasta take flour and eggs, we roll it out really thin through a profile of that. We, we made, you know, we, you know, we couldn't buy this. We couldn't hire an engineering, an engineering company, you know, to, to build a production line because I'm sure they would have, you know, it would cost one or $2 million to build what we have in place. So now this pasta comes out, it goes through an 18 foot bath of water. Uh, we've got these cutters that take the pasta, and, and cut the pasta, we've got a guillotine, we've got an automated pumping system that takes the basic ingredients. So the tomatoes from Leamington, the mushrooms from Carlisle, right? We put them into a big kettle. It's the, we have a very, very clean label, you know? And so, but now it's an automated process where uh, we can make all these lasagnas. And the consistency is perfect. You know, each lasagna is going to come out within 10 grams of the desired weight. And the taste is perfect. And these engineering students like McMaster helped us all put this together. So we had all this equipment, uh, but it had to be manipulated individually. Well, because of this program uh, that we had with the engineering students, you know, we push up the button and all the settings are done automatically. And it just makes a huge difference. Production is being done without me being there and just pushing a few buttons and the lasagnas are coming out. One of the significant changes is that I've moved from being in the business with his hands in the kettle to being on top of the business at a helicopter level, steering and guiding because he has systems and people and controls that he can trust to do the business. The other corollary of this is that when you deliver a food product to um, a retail store like Sobeys or Mary Lou's or Farmer's Market, whatever it is, um, the quality has to be consistent. I've said that. Now with this kind of process, it is consistent and therefore you can deliver on it. It's interesting because we made all these changes, which are really, there, there's a lot of, uh, and these are really over the past couple of three years, we've made these changes, the physical changes that need to come into the plant, the, uh, you know, the, the food safety initiatives. I mean, it's not an expensive and it's not just uh, allocating a person. Uh, we ended up spending uh, over $45,000 and getting our, you know, for consultants to get our food safety designation in place. Uh, which will allow us to, you know, go uh, North America wide because these are the expectations. Um, but at the same time, like our sales have increased by around 95%. Our year end is June. And over the past year, yeah, we had about 
it was about a 93 or 94% increase in sales. But the reality is now we want to try and really expand a lot quicker. We have a capacity now about, we can do production in one day that will meet uh, basically two weeks worth of sales, our existing sales. So the whole idea is getting our facility going, rocking and rolling every day. And uh, I believe we can get in the order of five to $6 million worth of production out of this facility without you know, a major upgrade. So the whole idea now is to focus on expanding our sales. So the in-house systematic stuff is organized. We're looking externally towards how do we penetrate the rest of Canada, for example, and, and that is in terms of a sales go-to-market structure. And do we use, um, you know, distributors or brokers uh, or wholesalers? You know, what's the network and the logistics and supply chain to deliver? So that's one thing. And the U.S. is a whole other animal because you're going cross-border, but you need to have that establishment on the ground so that you can make the connections with the key accounts and so on and, and you know, get into those stores. I don't know. To me, it's serendipity that I uh, I named the business Winona's Harvest because the Predos, who I bought, Predo Ravioli, they lived up 50 Road in Winona. You know, uh, they were local also. They Their product was actually in John Fortino's first store in Hamilton, you know, way back in the day. You know, that hasn't resulted in anything yet. But I, I, in my mind, I love that story. There, there, there's a huge uh, food culture in, in already in uh in Hamilton, we there was an article in the Hamilton Spectator. Uh, this was uh, I don't know about five or six years ago. Again, it was still me and my brother at that point in time, just making lasagnas. And I had no idea what this article was going to how it was going to result. I just made sure all the stores in the area were were stocked up. You know, Roma Bakery, Mary Lou's Market. You know, uh, the Goodness Me stores that we're in, and. You know, the article came out at 10 o'clock in the morning or that morning on a Wednesday morning. And by 11 or 10 o'clock, Mo from Mary Lou's is calling me. What's going on? We basically, my brother and I sold a million dollars on a monthly basis, monetized for the month, for that month. It just went off the shelf. So, you know, some people know about our product, you know, because of the articles uh, like that. But also because there's a lot of uh, food businesses here. So, for example... Our, our production manager, uh, Mark, he worked at a, a facility and he had a lot of training already. You know, he came in to our facility really with an excellent sk uh, skill set. So that, that pool of people is available also uh, in, in Hamilton. Uh, there's the local, you know, all the ingredients, you know, the location for ingredients coming in. But our location for stuff going out is actually perfect also. You know, uh, for locally, I mean, we are literally three minutes uh, out, off of the highway. And going North America-wide, well, if you look at the percentage of the North American population in the Northeast United States, it is a large number. And we have access to that market. So, so with respect to Hamilton, no, it's important. And, you know, my dream is that this is still a pilot plant. And we will be building a larger facility on the upper mountain there at some point in time. 
Well, the first thing that's going to happen over the first next couple of years is just basically expanding the sales. We have the capacity to do that now. Uh, we're going to have to have some small investments, you know, things like a blast freezer, so we can freeze things uh, a lot quicker um, to basically support those sales. But I do believe that this is a pilot plan. You know, I, I believe that there are many uh, things that we could be making. Uh, you know, the name of our company is Pretto's Pasta. You know, so it's not lasagna, but, but we have the potential to expand on that. Okay, let's let's make other things. You know, look for other opportunities. And you know what? We we are we are really on top of. We're gonna we want to continue with the modification uh, uh, automation. Uh, you know, my dream is that we can have people that are being paid. A decent wage you know i don't want it to be a, a standard food industry wage uh, but we can pay a good wage with benefits to our staff because we're productive we can we you know we, our productivity is high so we're going to continue doing that kind of stuff you know from a consumer point of view um uh, Peter Drucker once said, the purpose of a business is to satisfy a customer profitably uh, and so on that simple measure, if you want, the product here, I love working with good quality brands or products. The intrinsic value of this product is right there. There's no question about it. You have to pay a little bit more for this product, but honestly, you will remember the experience of eating one of Arvid's lasagnas long after the price is forgotten. And so that is a platform in any business to take it somewhere else. And so there's the brand evolution, which is on the table now, as he described, how do we extend into other types of products under the banner uh, of the business? Or do we create you know, sub-brands into other categories? There's also the distribution part where we can play in new verticals, uh, as well as geographic expansion. There's also the uh, ability of the business to relocate now from the pilot plant to a bigger place in due course and get more and you know bigger financing uh, to, to enable that to happen. And so I think they're on the cusp of something really significant. It requires careful planning and justification, uh, but the opportunities are there. The consumer opportunities are there. If you have a great product and you can go to market in a, an effective way, you will make it. It'll take time, but you will get there. And so I have no doubt that, you know, with his team and with, you know, with everybody else kind of on side, this is something that's quite exciting for Hamilton. He's in a, Hamilton is a wonderful um, center of business now. It's an ecosystem of its own, but it's also outlooking. And that outlooking capability is natural ingredient story. All of the good things are in place. You know what? I, I literally was at a point where I, I knew I couldn't do things by myself. I, I was doing too much on my own anyways. And that, that, that is a, a continual problem uh, for, for me. Um, and so like three years ago, uh, like I said, Alex Castelline, my ex-stepson, he became involved in business. He's president of the company. Uh, his dad is you know, responsible for all aspects of food safety and a lot of other things at, at World Pasta headquarters. You know, where we are today, we wouldn't have been there without you know those two individuals having the innovation factory you know john's you know the advice that we get from you know with from the innovation factory the things that we've done you know that we have had the kind of feedback that you know that allows us to move forward
So, you know, that's, that was one of the big things is getting the right people involved in the business at the right time. You know, one of the uh, important things for entrepreneurs to maybe um, consider is the fact that this, adv this advice is available. Um, you know, the RIC uh, concept and the Innovation Factory is one of many now in Ontario which are supported by government and, uh, you know, local, um, local and uh, city councils and universities and so on. But the thing is, what we're offering is advice and coaching and mentoring. And one of the great things about a guy like Arvid is that he's coachable. Dare I say it? <laughs> well, some people would argue differently. <laughs> yeah. So it's how you coach, which is also important. But you know what? If you're prepared to take advice, you can really make a lot of positive changes in your life. And so open to an entrepreneur, for example, a lesson learned is, you know, be prepared to listen and take advice. And, uh, and, and you know, the reason why, because I worked in Sierra Leone, Unilever and Proctor for many years, the reason why they're successful is that they have they have taken advice they they adopt best practice they learn from others they are open to everything so that's the same for small businesses we can do the same one of the things i just wanted to allude to or mention uh, going forward is that he has a core brand that is great um and but one of the things in marketing or business development now that is required is awareness generation you need to get your brand awareness up as you go into new markets. And so that's part of the new plan is, I guess, to consider how to activate not only social media, but other forms of marketing to get your brand uh, awareness levels up in new markets or new verticals. So that is something on the table, which all companies should bear in mind. You know, to sell a product, you need to get awareness, interest, desire, and action, AIDA, right? And that's very, you know, simple, but how you do it is important. I have to say, you've got to have resilience. <laughs> you know, you got to keep plugging away, you know, and not everyone has the opportunity to, you know, do what, you know, I did. Um, but right now, well, if someone from Fortino's is listening, I'd be willing to come up there and uh, uh, introduce our product to you uh, because it is. And then we were in John Fortino's first store and remember that, you know, that would be a great marketing thing. No, I think it's a good case study in... Um, a, a project that took time to to reach where it is right now, uh, but it's a credit to Arvid because he stayed the course personally and from a business point of view. And you know that resilience is, is remarkable. He's 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 an amazing person for having done that. Um, I think from just from from a from an innovation factory point of view, um, you know we're there to help provide ongoing advice and counsel as needed. And sometimes it's high intensive and, and other times Av and I wouldn't probably have talked for a month or two. And then suddenly you pick up the, the phone and it's as easy as that. And you start talking about issues and problems and then we can deal with them. So we're all of the Innovation Factory staff are there to help. That's what, what we do. And the only thing I've ever paid them is uh, lasagnas. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.